I sat down to write this sermon on March 8, International Women's Day. While social media was replete with celebrating the stories of amazing women and their accomplishments, I was grappling with how to present the tragic stories of some of these women from the Bible, who I believe more accurately represent the majority of women today throughout history and throughout the world. Now I need to confess that reading and rereading the Bible stories of what Dr. Tribble calls the texts of terror has been overwhelming, agitating, and anguishing for me. It was challenging to read the details of oppression, degradation, abuse, and even murder. And on top of that, it was impossible for me not to think of the women who I knew in my own life who had suffered in similar ways. And then I found it difficult to not direct my anger at the men in my life and in my own patriarchal culture. You too will likely find it challenging to hear these stories. And that's okay. That's normal. There is no humane way to hear these stories without emotionally and psychologically experiencing horror, anger, and even despair. Yet I invite you to courageously sit with the swirl of emotions, to face the horror of human atrocities, and to bear witness and give voice to the women from the Bible who have too often been left behind in the background of sermons or theological debates. All scripture is God-breathed, inspired by his spirit, and instead of sugarcoating or even hiding these stories, God chose for them to be told, written down, and retold from generation to generation. So as we retell these stories, no profound exegetical insights will be provided, no big ideas will neatly emerge, and no personal applications will be crafted. It is enough that we take time to retell these stories and to bear witness to the abuse and to the human beings who were abused. In today's text of terror, we meet a woman who was socially, financially, racially, and even spiritually powerless. This is the story of Hagar, the Egyptian slave, who was used, abused, rejected, and abandoned by those with power over her. It's a long story. We're going to read from Genesis 16, 1 through 15, and Genesis 28 through 21. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. But she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go, sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave, Hagar, and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms, and now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. 
Your slave is in your hands, <clears throat> Abram said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now pregnant and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. So she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Ber Lahai Roy. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. 13 long years go by before we hear about Hagar again. By then, things have changed for her mistress, Sarai. God changed her name to Sarah, which means mother of nations, and he has opened her womb so when she was 90 years old, Sarah gave birth to a son whom God names Isaac. And Abram's name has also been changed by God to Abraham, which means father of many. Let's pick up reading from Genesis 20, verse 8 through 21. The child grew and was weaned, and on the day Isaac was weaned, Abraham held a great feast. But Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar, the Egyptian, had borne to Abraham was mocking. And she said to Abraham, get rid of that slave woman and her son, for that woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son Isaac. The matter distressed Abraham greatly because it concerned his son. But God said to him, do not be so distressed about the boy and your slave woman. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of the slave into a nation also, because he is your offspring. Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He set them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down about a bow shot away, for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. 
Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Paran, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. Hagar, who was referred to only as my slave by Sarah and as your slave by Abraham, was only called by her name, by their narrator and by the angel of God. In these two chapters, her status as a slave is reiterated nine times, whether to remind us of her low status or to point out her powerlessness in the interactions is up for debate. Even when the narrator and the angel of God referred to Hagar, they also used her title of slave. Now, social psychologist Geert Hofstede has coined the term power distance to measure the extent that people in a society accept the unequal hierarchical distribution of power. In a high power distance culture, there is great inequality and difference in power among people. And everyone accepts this inequality. In addition, the powerless agree to not comment upon or disagree with those who have power. In cultures and social settings with high power distance, the exploitation and abuse of the powerless can easily happen, and the less powerful person has no say in the matter. Clearly, Hagar found herself in a cultural and social situation of high power distance. As a slave, Hagar was powerless, without voice or influence to shape decisions that affected her directly. And this fact can be disturbing to us modern hearers. Hagar owned nothing, and she was herself completely owned by her masters. Her youth, her fertility, her body could be used for their purposes. For Sarah and Abraham, it was all too easy to objectify Hagar and use their power at, at her expense. We're not told what Hagar's response was when Sarah took and gave <clears throat> her to Abraham so that he could have access to her body. We are not told what Hagar thought about the culturally accepted practice that whatever child she bore would count as Sarah's accomplishment of securing the continuation of Abraham's lineage. It seemed she had no choice. So the slave of Sarah became the sex slave of Sarah's husband. Unfortunately for Hagar, Abraham did not come to care for her as his wife. He continued to refer to her as a slave. He gave Sarah permission to mistreat a pregnant Hagar. And when Sarah wanted to banish them to the desert, he was concerned for Ishmael, his son, not for Hagar. This story is challenging on another level. Hagar's abusers were followers of the Lord God Most High. Just a few years before Hagar came into their lives, God had revealed himself to Abraham and made a covenant with him, promising that God would bless Abraham, 
that his name would be great, that his descendants would be innumerable, and that all peoples of the earth, everyone, would be blessed through Abraham. Now, how could followers of God, patriarchs and matriarchs of the Jewish and Christian faiths, do such horrific things to a powerless foreigner who was totally dependent on them? There is no justifiable answer, no way to clean up the story. The Bible tells it like it was, not like how it should have been. And finally, even God seemed to be against Hagar's equality and freedom. When she ran away because of Sarah's mistreatment of her, the angel of God told her to go back to Sarah and to submit to her. But he did promise that she would become the mother of innumerable descendants, similar to the covenant that God had made with Abraham. And through her son's name, Ishmael, God revealed that she was not forgotten or forsaken, but instead had been heard by God. Even though she must go back and suffer under her mistress, she now had the assurance of God's presence and blessing. Hagar, who most likely had no relationship with her master's God before then, now realized that he was also her God. Her suffering, abuse, and misery were not ignored by him. She was not invisible to him. And she was valuable enough that he would pursue her into the desert. With surprise and gratitude, she gave him, God, a name the God who sees me, the powerless slave named the most powerful God. 13 years later, when Abraham and Sarah no longer needed her or her son, they kicked them out of their home and their family, exiled them into the desert, and abandoned, abandoned them there to perish. Again, it seemed that God was on the side of her abusers, telling Abraham to follow Sarah's instructions to banish them. And once again, Hagar could do nothing other than obey those who had power over her. So there they were, Hagar and Ishmael, lost in the desert, hungry and thirsty and on the point of death. The Lord heard Ishmael's cries, and this time, the angel of God spoke from heaven and called Hagar by name without any mention of her being a slave. The promise to establish Ishmael's greatness and increase the number of his descendants was renewed. And the Lord provided life-giving water for her and her son. They survived and made their home in the desert where they were finally free from the oppression and the abuse of their masters, and family. 4,000 years later, Hagar's story still echoes in the lives of many women and men who experienced powerlessness in the face of those who would oppress them without mercy, exploit their services and their bodies, and even abandon them to destruction. Hagar's story is not so alien to us. We see the degradation of the image of God in how foreigners, people of lower social and economic classes, and non-majority folks are not given equal rights or opportunities. We see it in the abuse of power in relationships and marriages. 
where one person does not have the permission or ability to say no to sex or to having more children. We see it in the use of God's words and promises to justify abuse. We see it in the violation of trust when spouses and children are left behind without protection or support. And we see it in the objectification of human beings when we lust after them on screen, in print, or in our imaginations. My hope is that the telling of Hagar's story has brought her to our remembrance and has created space for and has given voice to the numerous men and women who have experienced similar experiences of being used, abused, and abandoned. <laughs>